At least we've lasted longer than the new host of Jeopardy. This is Corey, and this is the the Anthem Podcast. Only 385 weeks longer than that. Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 385 of the the Anthem Podcast. Coming to you from all over LA, but of course, Corey is there. The hashtag OTA LA Studios. Slowly gentrifying LA, one neighborhood at a time. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for listening on your podcast of choice. The easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. So I meant to tell you this in the pre-show call. I almost, I almost, have, said, almost said OnlyFans because we were the discussion we pre. Yeah. <laughs> discussion in the pre-show. I forgot to tell you, uh, I have developed a new mantra for life, by the way. What's that? So uh, there's this concept called blackpilling. Do you know what blackpilling is? No. So you know what redpilling is? Yeah, yeah. It's like where you make somebody go alt-right, basically. Right. And, and bluepilling? Make them go alt-left, I guess. Uh, yeah, but people don't usually use that because, you know, uh, we're uh, people on the left are relatively uh, uh, not crazy. So um, <clears throat> we don't use the term uh, blue pilling, uh, green pilling, green party or. Yeah, well, uh, like making people super environmentally conscious, like uh, somebody awakening and realizing like everything I do has a, an impact on the environment and not realizing that the U.S. military pollutes more than 14 countries combined. And yeah. 70 uh, or, or 13 companies pollute more than 70% of the countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, blackpilling is when you come to the realization that all hope is lost, that people will never change, that we are doomed not only as a species, but possibly as a planet as well, and uh, you just accept that all hope is lost. And I have reached that point that I have completely lost hope for any sort of change for anyone to improve for life itself to ever get better and i feel bad for anyone who would make any plans that would involve the future whatsoever so how was your week Corey? so i'm gonna be a father (laughs) 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 i knocked my light down i was gonna see the uh i was gonna say suddenly the background looks awfully green (laughs) Oh, I could not have. I literally was just while I was puking right before the show. I was like, I bet this would be a really good way to talk about it. So anyway, uh, did you lose both your lights? Did you like fucking? No. So I only have one working light because um, the uh, uh, the other one, the plug doesn't work. So I have to do this wonderful um, behind me thing. And then I just kicked all the way back and elbowed and did the whole nine. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to put you on solo here and you can give everyone the joyous news and I'll try to fix my shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you were, uh, following me or Rachel on social, you, uh, probably saw, uh, that we have found out that Rachel is pregnant and, uh, I will be a father. Uh, the baby is due in December. And if you're, uh, doing the math in your head and going, uh, wait, that's less than like nine months. Uh, yeah, it is because... (laughs) We didn't know for a little while, uh, but uh, I'm very happy. I'm so like I, I can't wait to uh, welcome the baby into the world. Uh, I know the sex. I d- some people apparently are really weird about not wanting to know. Like my dad doesn't want to know. Yeah, because they don't want you to misgender the baby. Let the baby decide. What gender <laughs> I don't think that's why my dad doesn't want to know. I think uh, <laughs> I think he he just is old school and wants to be surprised. Like in the hospital or something like that. Like he shows up with. Like he's a, gonna have two cigars, like a one baseball went, bat know. and a tutu, and he's just <laughs> like, which, which one am I giving to, my, 
uh, grandbaby. Joseph R. Biden III? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he plans on naming it Joseph R. Biden III, no matter what. No, <laughs> no thank you. It would be Josephine if it was... Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, that's it. That's good. That's good. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm super stoked. Uh, I can't wait. And I'm starting to get, you know, excited about the things to come. I'm also, like, trying to relish moments. Like, today I took a nap. Taking a nap at 4 p.m. <laughs> in the afternoon? Yeah. Well, yeah. I said to myself, like, God, I'm just feeling a little, like, I, I just feel a little tired. And I know I got the podcast coming up. So maybe it behooves me to just take, like, a quick half-hour power nap. And, like, clearly, at some point, Rob will just be texting going, like, I'm heading home. And then somebody will wake me up and make sure I know about it. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, like an hour and a half later, I woke up from the, <laughs> the nap. But uh, well, so, uh, I'm going to have to nap on the baby schedule at some point here. So, uh, well, I, I just so for clarity for everyone, Corey, for one time ever, had to wake up at the same time that I wake up every single day. And yeah. this was just a bridge too far. He required <laughs> a nap in the afternoon in order to make it to podcast. Well, time. you see, the problem is that, like, uh, I, I could hypothetically be one of those people who, like, wake up at 8 a.m. every morning or earlier. Uh, <laughs> But <laughs> what? Okay, uh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. no, no. I'm saying like I, I could, I could schedule my wake up time at any point if I wanted to. Sure, if you schedule your bedtime at one o'clock in the afternoon and you take a nice four hour <laughs> nap and then no, you know, no, no, I could, I could, you know, like there, there's plenty. It's just funny because like sometimes I look at my uh, sleep data because I have a mm-hmm. sleep tracker and. uh you see the days where I'm not working on set because I get like a full eight healthy hours of sleep. Cause you know, I fall asleep at like 4am and then wake up at noon. And then <laughs> that's how that works. Uh, artist hours. And then uh, <laughs> this is all sounding great for people who are like, I can't wait for this baby to come. <laughs> oh, this baby is going to be amazing. But then all the yeah. days that I'm on set, it's like uh, you only got two and a half hours of sleep last night because like I can't regulate the fall asleep at four a.m. part even when I have to like wake up for a you know seven a.m. call and I got to get up at six and blah blah blah. And uh, and two notes for those of you at home who might be thinking, oh my god, you're gonna bring a baby into this. Two things: one, if you hear a bell thing, like ringing in the background, that's Brooks, and yes, he's asking for attention. And no, Rachel's not there because. She had something to do tonight, so she left the dog with Corey while he was doing the podcast, because he's not going to be a problem at all. Uh, in the future, he will be rocking the baby during the <laughs> just, podcast, uh, because he'll be left alone with the child while we're having the I'll podcast be, today. I'll just be rocking a baby going like, well, clearly that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, know all you old guys on Reddit, uh, don't slow down the footage. He was not blinking. Please, God, help me. I need to escape <laughs> in Morse code. While he was saying, I'm so happy, I can't wait to bring the baby. There was no Morse code <laughs> message at all. No, I, I, I really am excited. I, you know, like, I, uh, we had discussed the idea that, you know, if uh, Rachel had gotten pregnant and we both decided that, you know, we would want to have a baby. So uh, it wasn't like we were we were gunning for it, but it's also like, you know, now seems like <laughs> there's you're never going to be able to pick the perfect time. And clearly, in the middle of a pandemic and, <laughs> and political strife and, you know, Afghanistan and all kinds of nonsense, now is the perfect time to bring one more human being into the existence. So, yep. um, 
uh, yay. <laughs> I mean, like, I I just uh, <laughs> Rob sent the sent the thing before he knew. Was it before you knew? Or with the like, if you got out of a, if you got a pandemic without a baby, a puppy, or a house plant, it was <laughs> after you knew, but before I knew. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that that was super funny because you got a puppy during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. During the pandemic. Oh no, it was a uh, it was a air fryer was the third one. Yes. <laughs> and yes. then you were just like, well, it looks like you guys are two for three. <laughs> and then we're like Rachel and I are looking at each other. Patrick. <laughs> to be fair, we had an air fryer before. We just got a new one at some point during the pandemic. Um, I don't think I bought you that. I think that was a gift for Rachel, wasn't it? Wasn't it her Christmas gift or something? The uh, air fryer? Or wait, was that? No, the mixer? Mixer. The mixer. This is the age that we're at. Another (laughs) thing I learned about this age that we're at is that it is inappropriate to ask, what are you going to (laughs) do? With your 40-year-old friends announce that they're pregnant. Uh... (laughs) Well, it's the second best joke at the the hands of it. The first was... uh, we called my dad with the news. It was like, you know, 10 p.m. East Coast time. <laughs> so he was still up, but he wasn't like, he was just punchy, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I was just like, hey, great news. Rachel's pregnant. He's just like, oh, who's the father? <laughs> 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 Thanks, dad. <laughs> Classic dad joke from the top rope on the <laughs> on the reveal. No, you know? I am more convinced than ever that Bill's actually my dad and that you, <laughs> my dad might be your dad. There might be some kind of mix up because my dad's super nice. Would never make that kind of joke, Corey. Would never make that kind of joke. But like, I will never have children that I will ever recognize in any meaningful way. But um, if I was to do that, I would one hundred percent make that joke to my kid. It's like, congrats, I'm pregnant. I'm like, great. Who's the father? Yeah. Uh, I I um. There's a lot of jokes. We have plenty of time. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, Rachel was almost on an episode of I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. Um, <laughs> absent. <laughs> I mean, absent uh, finally being pushed to go we're get halfway. <laughs> we're halfway through at this point. So, uh, you know, but you know what? I'll say this. Uh, everything so far looks healthy. We just got blood test results. Yeah. Uh, her you know, geriatric great. pregnancy is going as well as it could be expected. <laughs> as a geriatric millennial, she's uh she's holding in there. Uh and I, I think it's a I think it's a uh a good thing that like I think it says good things about the pregnancy if the first, you know, four and a half months went through without any kind of incident. Because I know there's some women out there who like, you know, like two weeks in will have morning sickness and stuff like that. Like, you know, like it will have start having some sort of negative symptom of being pregnant. Almost immediately after uh, contraception or after uh, conception, not <laughs> contraception, uh, after conception. Contraception is what you should have been <laughs> using, and then this wouldn't have happened. But uh, I, I'm I, I'm I'm blessed for, or I'm happy for Rachel that she's not dealing with all the awful things that some women deal with. Uh, I do want to point out, though, by the way, um, I don't know what it is, but. Four, three to four weeks after conception. And I do make this joke, like not regularly, but infrequently I make this joke. You make I, it you make it enough that I accused you of uh of of just doing it all the time just so that you would be right one of these times. It's like right, the, but it's like the person who's I, just like every single off season they're just like, you know, oh, this is the year the Orioles win the World Series, because like one year it'll happen and then one year they'll look like a genius because they called it. 
true. Yes. <laughs> and now, people don't I, ignore the 87 years of misery that happened in between the last we, World Series. We talked about this over the weekend. I went back to the group chat to check again. The time <laughs> before that that I mentioned it was November of the previous year. So, yes, twice in six months I brought it up. Both times I brought it up, I had like an inkling. I, that's not true. The first time was probably a joke um, because – uh, I think it was right after you got Brooks. Was that like November-ish? <clears throat> October, November? Yeah. And I said, well, uh, she she got the puppy. Next thing she's going to get you is the baby. And then I looked at her uh, and I was like. See, but you, you, I also is think. she pregnant already? I also think that you're misrepresenting how much you talk about it because you're just looking in the group chat. Uh, like, okay, but, you might you might lose I have gifts. mentioned it more over the last six months than I have in years prior and i think that's because something in my lizard brain said she got a baby in her and everybody was like rob you're crazy you don't know what you're talking about and then 20 weeks in we find out i'm just walking around with all <laughs> all right all right moving on uh sh should i reveal the gender since i know or i know and I like mean, do listen, it no. do it and like i mean i'm gonna do it on like facebook and stuff like that tomorrow yeah, uh, I, I think that if people want to know, they can follow you on Facebook. Okay. Uh, what, what's your Facebook? I mean, it, it's going to be on the Instagram, too. So let's just put it there. Uh, yeah. Uh, at LegendCB5 on Instagram. Uh, so go find it if you want to <laughs> find it. If you don't, if you are weird like uh, Corey's dad. Um, now, see, my dad, also opposite of that, was very much like pressing my sister. <laughs> Tell me. Because he, want, he wanted to get ready for it and get ready involved absolutely nothing just emotionally preparing <laughs> i think like he didn't buy anything it was he wanted to go with the green room for the baby not a green or yellow like nice and neutral i'm like what you were like on her every visit like did you find another gender what, what's the gender like what and then no baseball bats no tutus just like all right so we're gonna do a green room and ducks how's that sound like, <laughs> you had to get emotionally prepared for the gender like i gotta know what to expect when that baby pops out here i'm gonna be changing diapers what am i gonna see when the diaper comes off i need to know and then but, you know Corey's dad doesn't have that problem because it's gonna be either way there's just a question it's gonna be a question forever i mean look at the father so um i understand that completely uh legend cb5 on instagram where you can see the gender. <laughs> follow, follow the instagram immediately after that comment uh can you uh put the gender uh can you do like a double panel first first uh first one write it on a piece of paper hide it under a dixie cup and then the second one <laughs> reveal it and put it <laughs> oh god it's red solo cup girthy red solo cup all right not a dixie cup you say that all the time uh moving on i'm an audience of one moving really on just, <laughs> moving, on. moving on to real Moving on to real stories with real consequences. Not speaking of mistakes that took twenty years to play out. <laughs> Afghanistan still an issue. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, <laughs> uh, so Afghanistan's a mess. Um, and I think you pointed out in our pre-show call, and I think this—the uh, more I think about it—is absolutely accurate. No matter what. Joe Biden's just going to be the punching bag for everybody now because it's it's not me. It's not me and it can't be me. So dump on Joe. And my argument against that was I I went on Snapchat and I recommend everybody do it. Snapchat's like got this cool like map feature, which is great because you can see where your friends are and see what's happening around them. But also you can go to Kabul, Afghanistan and just watch people's snaps. And I watched a snap series that was a pretty sure it was a CNN cameraman and reporter. 
And much like we talked about during the 2020 election, or maybe it was 2016 election, we've been doing this a long time. Um, there was like a crowd around the reporter and it made it look like there was a, like a lot of action. But then as soon as the light went off, like everybody scattered. And from their, their perspective of the person on Snapchat, you could see that yeah, there wasn't that much going on and it was relatively calm. I mean, so maybe there's a little bit of performance art, but CNN benefits from that. Right. So I I'm, I'm not, there, there is definitely things going on, but I mean, like, I feel like the interest of everybody is to act like, how could this, you know, like, how did this perfect little thing that was going so well, all of a sudden <laughs> fall apart over a weekend and Joe Biden's watch, like there's, you know, like there's a, uh, if CNN had made a story, like, you know, on the fall of couple, it was just like, well, yeah, everyone sort of knew this was going to happen anyway, moving on to another news. <laughs> then, like, you know, people aren't going to stick around and watch 15 hours worth of, of coverage Wolf of what's Blitzer. going on. Yeah, like, you Wolf know. are reading one page of news. Yeah. Tonight, I mean, like, in Kabul. I mean, like, because it's, you know, there, there's no way to... Talking about any war in Afghanistan doesn't just start with September 11, 2001. It goes beyond that. And to talk about the rise of terrorist networks across the globe is mm-hmm. an even further conversation. And, you know, you got to remember that, you know, Reagan once sold arms to bin Laden. So, <laughs> you know, this is not a like they they were friends when when uh, they were doing things that we wanted them to do. And then they were enemies when they were flying planes into our buildings. So, I mean, yeah, like to be fair, we. We trained them how to do that. We were just okay with it as long as they were going to fly a plane into a Soviet building. Yeah. I mean, whoa, whoa, guys. Now you're using this against us? This is not cool. You're, now you're the bad guys. Now. Well, no. I mean, to be fair, it was just like, you know, ground ground game stuff with uh, with Bin Laden and stuff like that back then. The flying nope. of the planes nope. was when they came CIA, to the... CIA training manual number 54, published in 1988. You can find it. It's All a right. training manual for the Mujahideen about how to take use box cutters to take over commercial flights and use them as weapons okay. published by the CIA <laughs> under Reagan administration. I think that's a dumb thing to put out there, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying it, things are out there yeah. and uh, we train people how to do stuff. And then no, we got I, mad when they use it against us. No, I, I you know, I, again, I, the, the problem is that everyone wants to look into this as a clearly what, what does it mean? This season of America like yep. we're we're not concerned with where this story has gone before, uh, and we're not concerned about like the countless lives that have been destroyed by American interventionism around the globe, for no other reason than there was some sort of larger political interest in having, you know, uh, Bin Laden work for us or have the uh, decide you know start calling balls and strike in Central America or any of the other. Things that America has done throughout its history to try and influence itself into a global scale and then failing at that and then creating awful consequences that we deal with for the rest of our lives. Like in in Afghanistan specifically, we there was a democratically elected leftist in Iran in the 50s who we overthrew and put the Shah in power. And then the Islamic Revolution was in response to him. Radicalization of Iran, neighbor to Afghanistan led to radicalization of the lead of this like rebel group in Afghanistan. And then their radicalization is what led the Soviets to invade. So once again, us murdering someone to try and play geopolitics in Iran led us down this road, which we then 
gave money to the Mujahideen. The Mujahideen then became supporters of Al Qaeda. So like it's, and then we can keep, you can keep going back further and further. And it's not, it's just like all parts of the world border. Our border issues today are terrible, but also we spent a hundred years funding death squads in Central America, which is what causes people to flee and come to America. So, uh, you know, it's, and the, and the, the fact that, and the fact that, uh, that like Biden is, listen, I'm not saying Biden isn't responsible for, uh, a little bit of Afghanistan cause he was vice president during eight years of Obama. So clearly yeah. he has his hands involved in the greater sum of what has the failings of Afghanistan and stuff like that. Honestly, I, I, I just feel like they all thought like, uh, okay, this whole thing's going to fall apart as soon as the Afghan army is left to their own devices because this is not getting any better over 20 years worth of investment. Uh, but uh, we'll, <laughs> like, you know, that'll just be some person's problem at some point. Somebody will hold the bag, and yeah. they're going to they're gonna take a, take a rough week or so with people bagging on them. And, you know, like... Republicans have every every political interest to act like Joe Biden uh, fucked this whole thing up all by himself, like because he's the guy in the shop right now and nothing else seems to be working. So, you know, let's give a whack at this because it worked really well with Benghazi and Clinton, yep. even though you never proved anything. You just got to he- have hearings and Benghazi all the time. <laughs> so, like, you know, but, the, but then of course, you, Biden you Monday a- morning quarterback every single fucking decision. Like, why are there people hanging off the side of airplanes and stuff like that? So it's like, yeah, clearly Biden didn't do everything perfectly. And that's why uh, there's footage of stuff not going well. But at the same time, and I think this is kind of what he was trying to, the point he was trying to make the other day, which is, uh, like, there's no version of this where it goes smoothly. Yeah. Like, in an alternate, like, you know, so he didn't bring this up. I'm bringing this up. But think about it like uh, there's a massive hurricane that's going to hit Miami in South Florida. And they are saying everyone needs to get out, needs to evacuate. And they say, you know, you have 72 hours to get the fuck out of Miami. Like, that's going to look like a shit show. Like, everyone trying to leave a city all at the same time is going to look like chaos. Because there's no way to say, like, you know, like, oh, everybody single file line up against the side of the wall and let's move slowly so that we can all get out safely. Like. I disagree. I don't think it will because I think half of the population will be like, these liberal weathermen want us to. There believe ain't no hurricane. Fuck this. It's sunny. Why would there be rain if it's sunny right now? And then they'll all get killed by the hurricane and then we're supposed to feel bad for them. And I do not feel bad for them at all. <clears throat> um, but yeah, yes, I mean, theoretically, theoretically, the, your example. Theoretically, if, if everyone. Pre pandemic. No, but I'm saying even if only 50% of them tried to leave, like, you know, that's still a. You know, millions of people trying to flee South Florida. And, right. you know, if there's a if there's a uh, an event like that where they they're saying like, oh, we just have to evacuate South Florida. That's the only one that's going to get hurt. There's no way people in fucking Tampa and Jacksonville don't get out too. going yeah. like, uh, I don't want to I don't want to be in the possible path. I'm going to go to in case just in case. <laughs> and then, you know, the president gets on TV and draws a line that extends it into <laughs> Alabama and up into Tennessee. And he's just like, oh, I live in Nashville. I better get the fuck out of here because uh, I'm just going to go to Hawaii for a little while and waste their water. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the other thing about that is, again, I'm just going to pour water go- out of the sink and then throw it in the ocean. How does this go backwards? <laughs> Biden's plan was Trump's agreement with the Taliban, not with yeah. the Afghan government, with the Taliban, yeah. which was based on Biden's plan as vice president under the Obama administration. But I, I legitimately think 
that his thought was if we can get out and the Afghan army can hold until September 11th and we can have this big event yeah. and then I can be like, hey, hey, monkeys, look over here, look over here. And then, hey, fireworks, apart, fireworks in New care. York. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to care. It'll all be over. And then uh, I can just move on with it. And, and what the weekend was, is performing. Come to the weekend concert. <laughs> instead of 120 days, it took 120 hours for Afghanistan to fall. And he was just like, well, shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, plan B. Well, um, it's like uh, <laughs> I get a bunch of planes. It's like a like all the people who bought Teslas like the first week they were available or something like that, and they just like get in the car and press start and go like, I hope this doesn't blow up. <laughs> like there's a long history of people and buying first gen cars and just going like, man, I hope this wasn't a awful mistake. I hope this people, people who are trying to pre buy the Tesla robot, you gotta bring a humanoid robot into your home where you that shit's a Terminator. Are. That's a Terminator. I. Ain't- I've seen the movies. It's a Terminator. It can change diapers. It will rip your child in half. Also, what are you thinking about? Also, I, I'm not saying that that's not the robot, but I also know it's that not the fucking robot. I also Come know on. that I know that Elon got in a lot of shit because he was just like, oh yeah, look, the bulletproof glass in our new Tesla Cybertruck. And they fucking hit it, with, hit it with fucking rocks, and it breaks. And then he's just like, "Oh no, what happened?" <laughs> like, so uh, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's not the robot, but I'm also saying that might be a guy in a suit who is doing like those dance moves and shit like that. And, and uh, I think, I think that <laughs> argument holds water because uh, based on what I'm seeing from the California Recall, I know what a guy in a suit awkwardly dancing looks like. <laughs> Alfred, that's not for a transition. Uh, a guy sewn into a suit, awkwardly dancing. Uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty disturbing. Saw it on Tesla. See it in the governor uh, recall election. Uh, because Gavin Newsom's doing a lot of tap dancing right now to try and avoid being recalled. Because Corey educated me. I am happy to admit when I learn something new. Because otherwise, I'm just walking around. Like, oh, this all the time. But um. It's either Arizona or New Mexico where you get a two-round vote. Like, you might be recalled, but you can also, as the governor, run in the recall election. And yeah. my assumption was that was California, and Gavin Newsom was like, all right, well, if they recall me, fine, whatever. I'll just win the recall election. But that's not how it works. Mm-mm. If you get recalled, you're out. Yeah, he's done. If yes and wins. Then- and luckily, the Democrats have nominated somebody who nobody knows to run against them in the recall. But I mean, California Democrats fucked this up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, basically, here's where we are. Uh, Gavin Newsom is going up against the recall election. It's the 14th. Uh, I hope that's right. because. because yeah. I hope I hope it's not the thirteenth and people are just like, well, I'm going to go vote on election day. <laughs> well, wait. So uh, if you're a Republican, the voting day for Republicans it's October is sometime. September 23rd uh, for Democrats. Uh, it's on a different day because you know Republicans, the Democrats, they're always late. You know what kind of voters they are. They're always late to everything. So we give them an earlier day and give them a little extra time. Election so day you- is September 14th, according to StopTheRepublicanRecall.com. <laughs> Which, which is, a, is which is the popular... basket he's putting all his chips in. <laughs> all his a... chips are going in that basket. Yeah. See, the problem is like Newsom just doesn't have it inside of him to just like 
admit that everyone fucking doesn't like him right now? Like, like, it, it, so here's the, it, uh, let me explain it for people outside of California. Uh, it's not that he's a bad governor. It's not that he's doing bad things. It's not like he's, you know, massively corrupt or anything like that. He's just kind of dumb. He just kind of does dumb things. And like, he just seems like, uh, you know, like a, a machine that you just feed talking points into and then he regurgitates them in front of a camera. You a know, Terminator, like, a talking Terminator. More or less. I mean, like, and, you know, he's got all the. Impersonator. He's a he's a good looking guy with a decent amount of charisma and absolutely no idea how to channel it into meaningful human interaction. You know, <laughs> it's like he's like he's perfectly sewn into his suit. His like slick back hair is perfect in every single way. He says the right things, but he also says it in the way like California is the sixth largest economy in the world. And just like, I don't know, it just feels so blase and like he doesn't even like. He doesn't know anything about it. They just give him a fact sheet every day, and he memorizes it and then says it out loud. Uh, clearly, the effort to recall him was based off of uh, Republicans and the state of California. And the part of the reason why the recall is happening at all is because a judge allowed for extra time based off of COVID <laughs> restrictions, which was really the only thing that stopped any of these recall efforts from gaining momentum before like you know you have you have like three months or something like that to be able to get enough votes under normal circumstances and you know since newsom has been governor for three years now or two and a half whatever however it works out they keep uh, trying you know they've tried to recall him like fucking 15 times <laughs> like it's, uh, every uh, because california has recall laws like People just start doing recalls like the second that the person gets sworn in. The uh, yeah. the district attorney here in uh, uh, Los Angeles <laughs> County, like the the first day he was in office, was the first day of the recall effort to get him out. Yeah. So like, and he it's even going a- to fail. It, they always uh, fail because there's not enough Republicans and not enough time under yeah, the and, law. And I mean, like the the margin to get the recall going is not like a huge. It's like fifteen percent or something like that of the people who voted. So it's not like this, you know, astronomical, like, you know, you have to get 51% of the people who voted in the election to sign on to the recall. Like, it, it's a really low threshold. And I'm sure something that uh, the California supermajority in the state is going to handle the first opportunity they get is to fucking fix the recall merit minimum to something like, you know, more reasonable than like 15 or 20% 15? or whatever yeah. it is. Fifteen uh, percent of all registered voters. There, there's a much bigger number that yeah. uh, gets you uh, no time. Will we be able to do that? But I mean, like, so the the big difference here is uh, during the during the last recall uh, where Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up winning, uh, Gray Davis was fucking massively unpopular. Like, the, according to approval ratings, so take them for what they're worth. You know, like uh, Gray Davis was like in the twenties or thirties when he got recalled. And Newsom's closer to fifty. Wait, uh, and wasn't didn't Gray Davis have some sort of like uh, controversy right at the time of the election too? I mean, I feel like he was just walking into one thing after another, wasn't it? It was just like sideshow I mean, Bob with rakes. It was just like basically, them. yeah, right. <laughs> it was like, I, I felt like there was like a sex scandal, or I don't uh, think it was a sex scandal. I, I think it was like water, like like all California politics. It comes down to whether or not you fuck around with the water. Uh, There's the video of him like spraying the governor's lawn and they're like, see, <laughs> you have restrictions. He doesn't. And everybody's like, fuck this guy. I'm going to vote him out. The Terminator, who that's who we need. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, 
the reason why Arnold won was not because he got 50% of the vote or anything oh, no. like that. He got like 10 yeah. or 15% of the vote. Uh, amongst a lot and, of candidates. Uh, yeah, amongst a thousand candidates who decided to run. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, it, it's just a lot of things. I'm looking at it's like uh, his stand on guns and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, was he just, was, he was is, just... he's you. He's a social liberal, but a fiscal conservative. But he's not socially liberal. Like, well, California was no also guns. California was also more Republican at the time. Like there was also true. There was more of a chance that you could have a Republican at statewide office in California at that time than you could right now. And yeah. you know, basically, why you know that uh, uh, Newsom is a little bit of, is a little on edge is because uh, the perfectly timed attack stories have started coming out. The yeah. The skeletons in the closet of the other candidates, specifically Larry Elders, who is a radio host and, uh, from all I can see, awful. Gun uh, aficionado, <laughs> I apparently. Don't know. I, I don't know. I literally, at some point, I'm just going to watch one of these uh, one of these debates on YouTube just to see if any of them resemble like actual human beings in some sort of way. But, you know, yeah. like, uh, all, all the, you know, because who the fuck knows San Diego Mayor Pete Faulkner? Other than people who lived in San Diego, you know, it's not like I, I, I saw any any people going like, "Man, I wish Faulkner was back <laughs> back in the mayor's." Well, like, it's not like there's a groundswell of un, of people who are like crazy about you know any of these. You know, John Cox no, is another one that ran for governor last time. He was against Newsom in the general election, and he lost, lost. terribly. Yeah, like thirty point, twenty thirty points, something like that. And, but there's no Democrat running in this recall. Right, which is the problem. There's no, there's no backstop. In the yeah. Gray Davis one, at the last minute, they got the lieutenant governor Cruz Bustamante to run as like, a, well, in case Gray Davis loses, everyone votes for Cruz. And then uh, he, the funny thing of being the active lieutenant governor to Gray Davis, and then running a campaign that was just like, I don't think we should recall Gray Davis, but if you do recall Gray Davis, vote for me. And remember that I had absolutely nothing to do with what he did. <laughs> like, I'm just the number two for the entire thing that he's just been doing, but I had nothing to do with it. So, yes, I think he's a great guy. You should vote for him. But if you don't, then vote for me because I'll be totally different, asshole. even though I'm in the same house. Uh, we should have nominated Diane Feinstein to uh, See, the recall the, election. And the, the, the worst part about this whole thing is like, it's all about this campaign of fear, which is a lot yeah. of what like Trump and Biden was too. And I get it. If you live in a place where there's a chance that it could go either way, like, you know, in Michigan, I just tell everyone to vote for Biden. Don't, don't, don't fuck around. Just vote for Biden. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I don't have time for us to lose Michigan or something you know, like, and I think the fact that people felt that is why he won in States like Georgia and Arizona and stuff like, cause more people were like, well, my vote might actually matter this time. So I'm going to vote for <laughs> vote for Joe Biden and not some third party candidate. But uh, also there wasn't there wasn't really a Gary Johnson Joe Joe Stein. Yeah, no there was no candidate. no reasonable third party candidate at this yeah. at this one either. I think Gary Johnson was in it, but he's gotten crazier over 40 years. <laughs> 2016 uh Gary Johnson and 2020 Gary Johnson were not the same guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he ran a couple times and it's gotten uh, a little less bearable every time. Um but the the, That's coming the from gist, a libertarian. Come yeah. on. <laughs> the gist here is that uh, 
they're they're running this campaign of fear, like the stop the Republican recall. That's uh, if you watch YouTube for ten seconds anytime in California, you're gonna see the stop the Republican recall of Gavin Newsom, and it's just like Trump Republicans are trying to do this, and Larry Elder's a racist, and like that shit was in the, <laughs> she was in the L.A. Times, or they're just like. Larry Elder's bad for black people, and it's like he's a black guy. <laughs> so it's like you're in that complicated, like place where you're like calling out. Uh, I don't know. This is a real fucking shit show, uh, and I don't feel good about it. And I really wish there was just a, a, in American politics in general, but in this election in particular, <laughs> I just wish there was a way to say like, no, I don't want to recall Gavin Newsom, but also I want him to know that I I wouldn't do this if, if there was another choice like because i feel you like for not putting up a good democrat because i would 100 <laughs> recall <laughs> you for a good oh democrat. man if katie porter was running i'd give her money i <laughs> i can't i i don't want to deal with this and like the the other one that that uh prominent democrats are doing is to just like well you know diane feinstein's 91 years old and if she dies or something happens to her you know like retire during, them bitch during larry, <laughs> during larry elder's term then uh you know, he could replace her with a Republican. And I'm just like, well, how about just Diane Feinstein gets the fuck out? Like, how about we're done with Diane Feinstein to begin with? And then you're not holding this, like, you might lose a Senate seat in this 5150 Senate. Like, how about just Diane Feinstein goes fuck herself? Like, that would be the easiest way to avoid. Just put some that fucking 30 year old, put some fucking 30 year old in the Senate and just that would wait require her to be selfless. And she's not, she gave away. The one thing that they knew about a serial killer because she wanted to be the one who broke the news. Yeah. She has no idea how to be selfless. <laughs> fuck Diane Feinstein. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of that, fuck all of you, all of you, all of you out there because Jesus Christ. Um, we're going to be talking about COVID until like 2027 at this point. Um, <laughs> Lambda is on the move. New yeah. and Kai are out. One good thing about this is for those of you outside of the Greek system in college, you're learning your Greek letters. Good for you. <laughs> Everybody knows Delta and Gamma. And now we're learning Epsilon, Lambda. Yeah. Lambda, Mu, Nu, and Chi. That's up next. Fucking assholes. Everybody. Um, but uh, I, I just want to say I have already experienced what are the crazy conservatives going to say now that Pfizer is approved? Because Pfizer has been officially FDA approved. And it's likely within the next two weeks, Moderna will be approved. And shortly after that, Johnson Johnson will be approved. Full and, most, FDA approved. and mostly because that's the order in which they were granted right. their emergency petition for approval. Well, uh, Johnson and Johnson matter- got approved mm. before Moderna, but they've had trouble. Uh, they had like the unclear results. Right. So they got they had some heart condition problems necessary. with some of the yeah. first uh, first run of it. Which but also not to be related, yeah. by the way. But so, also, but also. A very small portion of people, and uh, one of the one of the symptoms, if you get COVID, by the way, like a severe case of COVID, is heart conditions. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's not like it's not like you're avoiding any kind of heart conditions by getting COVID instead. You know, like so I don't know. I I feel at this point there were there were three bands of COVID uh, non vaccine people in my life, right? Yeah, or people yeah. that I know. One one is people who will not get the vaccine no matter what. They've just decided they're not going to get it. They're standing on some ultra-political ground where they're just like, there's no answer that's good enough for them. There's no expert you, you can show them. are all <laughs> bah, bah. 
Rob cut out that for a second, but he's, they're saying that uh, Rob's saying that people are sheeple, like the yes. the right wingers are doing. Uh, so uh, those people, uh, there's nothing you're going to be able to say. There's no there's no strategy where you're going to be able to change their opinion. They're oh, just going to yeah. they're just going to get sick with COVID and then go to the hospital and then beg for the vaccine and then die. Uh, good, good, fuck them. Then there's the then there's the people who I feel like are like really just stupid. unsure about this whole thing. The stupid people? Yeah. I'm just um, going to use I'm just going to use the word unsure because okay. they don't know so many people are making noise on both sides of it that they feel like this is a both sides issue and that right. there's more of a choice to be made than, you know, whether or not to get vaccinated, which is something that throughout history has just been something that we do. Up until recently, the stupid, the stupid people I throughout mean, like, history, the dumb people who when back, when but. the polio vaccine came out, everyone just got the polio vaccine. There wasn't a conversation about like, well, what happens if uh, what happens if I take this vaccine and something bad happens to me? The bad thing that could have happened to you was polio. So, polio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's all take our polio vaccine. Um, vaccine like the vaccine uh, hesitancy has been something that's a way more recent issue, like where it became moved to the. Uh, moved to the front because like smallpox was nearly eradicated, yeah. And then there was little pockets of people who wouldn't vaccinate their kids that would keep it alive in like these little pockets and communities for longer than it had to be. Uh, and listen, COVID like literally one mutation, which could happen to just one person, could be the basis for something that goes beyond the vaccines. So God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Come on. <laughs> Bring on the killer version. Now, kill us all. Now, the last band of people who are not vaccinated, in my mind, are the people who are who wanted to see the FDA say something, say that, you know, this has been tested. It's been gone through the paces. It's gone through all the regulation that it normally goes through. And we are proving this drug. I've heard a couple people say, I'm not going to get it until it's FDA approved. I don't want to do the emergency action thing. I don't live a dangerous life where I'm exposing myself to people with COVID all the time. So I feel like I can wait. Uh, for those people, for that band of people, there's the no slightly excuse. stupid people. The there slightly is stupid. there is literally right. no excuse now. Please go get the <laughs> go get the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, if you don't want the Pfizer vaccine, just understand that the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine are relatively the same yeah. vaccine. Yeah. So yeah. there are differences, but they're so minute that uh, there doesn't seem to be anything between the two vaccines that is causing any kind of difference in like the reaction of people uh no difference in reaction but moderna is actually looking a little stronger against the delta variant yeah so, so you got that too reactions go with moderna because it's actually stronger and has less the, about, about the same reactions but i mean like at this point you know i i, I feel pretty weeks and go die in a, in a I feel i feel a, pretty confident a, that uh, that moderna is going to be approved too so if you can yeah. get moderna like instead of visor just get moderna just do well that's because like, Corey. that's because they they want it to be approved. So of course it'll be approved. Yeah. And they, which apparently, by the way, they is a vast communist conspiracy to make the United States socialist led by or uh, driven by capitalist led by fascists. So do those fucking mental gymnastics for me. <laughs> a I like ball of fascists are leading a drive of capitalist to turn the United States socialist or no, to turn the United States communist by driving us towards social i refuse to believe that any any conspiracy that involves more than 10 people to pull off is 
could even happen without somebody knowing something. Yeah, and, and, and then the, the people, the people who are the people who argue saying like this is all happening are just going like, yeah, because I was told by some friend of a secretary of a second friend of my brother's sister's mother-in-law. That, and yet it's a conspiracy, <laughs> huh? Huh? Who happens to know fucking? Uh... <laughs> and every person I know who has the who who is like this has children. Yeah. They have procreated, and yet I'm walking around with all this every day and no kids. No kids. Yeah. This is how the species ends. Because we've realized, the smart people have realized that we do not procreate because things are so terrible. Sorry, Corey, what was your news from this week? (laughs) 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 To be fair, it wasn't planned. It was an accident. So I mean, just Corey's pullout games week. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, so. um... I I have like had these like passing daydreams. Uh, like thinking about like the first time that I get like a moment alone with the with the new baby, and I just look down at them and I'm just like, "You picked a really weird time to come." <laughs> this is a, like, oh, it's like it's like a party. Like people are like, "You you know what? This party was a lot of fun earlier. Now it's getting a little bit weird. You picked a really weird time to come." <laughs> like, so this is my last hope to bring you to my way of thinking. By the way. Because having <laughs> probably not gonna happen, but having go, held go on. An, having held a an infant in my arms and not even my own, and thinking to myself, I would do anything to protect you. Yeah. And then seeing the world as it is and realizing that sometimes the best way to protect the ones you love is to burn the entire world down around them and rebuild it to something better. I have a feeling that one of two things is gonna happen. Either you are going to join the QAnon far writers, or uh, I'm going to bring you to my side. One or the other. I don't think that there's any, there's a gulf in between those two. I, I, I feel like, I feel like uh, the reasonable approach is neither, but <laughs> I mean, like, I guess let's see what the future holds. I mean, well, I, I mean, listen, the reasonable approach would be to not have a maskless unvaccinated <laughs> I mean, like, concert when an approaching hurricanes coming, but that was too much to ask too, Corey. <laughs> especially for the city of New York, who would want to live in that cesspool? Who would voluntarily try to throw their ex-boyfriend out of an apartment to move back there? Did you see the, uh, did you see the footage of uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, uh, Chuck Schumer cutting a rug backstage at the concert? Oh, man, fucking New York's back. <laughs> like, I can't. Like I how about everything? How about when burn the whole world? How about when we have like fucking five cases a day in New York City? We gonna have the welcome back to New York? I mean, like I understand they're just trying to like fucking jumpstart the economy and stuff like that, and they they want to they think this will be like a good idea, but at the same time, like how about not? How about like how about like not calling victory on something before? You know, you remember when uh, Bush New York on the aircraft carrier with the mission? Yeah, well, that, that one, that one too. Uh, that was uh, that was Afghanistan related, right? That wasn't Iraq. Really. No, no, that was Iraq. Oh, was that was Iraq. Iraq. Okay. Yeah, I, we I already forgot confused. about Afghanistan. I got Iraq. confused which which Bush war he was congratulating himself for winning. Uh, no, <laughs> just, I'm so sad. Like, I I understand that people want life to return to normal, and that you know, like everything being closed was awful for some people, uh, but. I just feel like uh, 
America is constantly the meme of the guy in third place, like spraying the champagne and kissing the girl. Like, <laughs> like, like, a thousand people are dying a day. Yeah. We got that number down to less than 100, and now we're back to a thousand people a day are dying. Well, and 10,000 breakthrough deaths, a hundred thousand breakthrough cases. So even people who are vaccinated are dying. And, and like, literally, anytime we, we, even start to uh, declare something like, you know, like, oh, we've won. We figured it out. Like, that's a, the, a couple of weeks before the worst of it happens. I remember New York and L.A. were getting slammed with COVID cases. And for whatever reason, Florida was really low. Look you at remember us, that? Beat it. <laughs> and like yeah. Ron DeSantis, like, had a press conference where he's like, it's not here. You don't have to worry about it. Florida figured it out. And there's like articles where like Ron DeSantis figures out COVID. Like he he has a he has a crystal brain that figures out how to keep his people from getting sick with COVID. And then like two weeks later was when COVID came to Miami and big or came to Florida and big and fucking blew out all kinds of records that New York and California were dealing with. And then still over the the course of Florida, course of the next uh, year and a half, fucking Florida is a hotbed for COVID all across, all across the country. I don't know. Everything and everyone. Well, and this fucking Trump rally, I, I, I'm not one to, uh, want to give this air, like give this oxygen to breathe, but to host a, host a rally in the lowest vaccinated state, which is Alabama, uh, and a state that at the moment has zero percent ICU uh, uh, capacity, or has also a 0% the lowest IQ space. per Sorry. state, though lowest <laughs> IQ per state, which might have something to do with why you have a, a rally there. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I, I, I don't. Uh, Trump at one point during that speech uh, talked about how he got the COVID vaccine, and it got light boos. It didn't get like a a raucous booing. Like, uh, like he's gone too far. I'm not going to support Trump anymore because he brought up the vaccine to me. But uh, Trump definitely floated that test balloon of, I got it, you should get it too. And there was enough no people dice. who were just like, I ain't going to no do dice. it, boo. Fucking COVID vaccine, boo. Democrats did it, boo. Like, whatever. <laughs> Even though it was Trump's <laughs> Trump who started the whole vaccine effort. And he quickly pivoted to like, Biden, like, asshole, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, he immediately transitioned to like, no, but I respect your freedoms. You're allowed to, you're allowed to believe what you want to believe. But uh, I got the shot and it was fine. And boo, boo that man for his beliefs in the vaccine. Wait, are they saying boo or boo urns? <laughs> I was saying boo urns. No, but uh, I, I, I don't. And also. Uh, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I've thought about these things. But uh, when I was in Maryland, uh, I was always very happy to know if shit got out of hand, if there was some sort of really awful thing that happened to me. I have University of Maryland shock trauma. I have Johns Hopkins University. I have Mercy. I got, you know, like of the UCLA, top- one of the top seven <laughs> the top <laughs> of all the hospitals in the world. Maryland had like, you know, like four of them at a time, you know? Yeah. And specifically if there was like something, you know, like if I had a heart attack or something like that, if I had a 25 year old 
kid's heart attack. Seems unlikely, given all your health concerns. I, I mean, don't think that's considering, a- you know, that I am a professional athlete who's never <laughs> done anything wrong in my life, I don't know why I would be having that. But, I mean, like, if it were to happen... Sure, uh, sure. Freak accident. Of, the, I think, like, the number one or two heart ho- hospital in the entire country was in Maryland at that point. And you if could you go were down twin, the list. They need to be separated. <laughs> you, at, Car- at hospitals are- ben Carson was right there waiting, waiting to do it for you. Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> And like it, it makes me it fills my uh, uh, makes me feel hopeful and optimistic that if something goes wrong here in L.A., there are many hospitals, many world class hospitals that I could turn to in a time like this. I would not feel Does your insurance work at any of them though. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> so. <laughs> only at UCLA, one of the top seven medical facilities. <laughs> Just say you're the seventh. Don't say top seven. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah, I... top seven is just means that you're seventh <laughs> that's how that works so i have to ask though okay so like i have been trying my best yeah but i see the people at work and they're going out and they're living their lives mm-hmm. so let's say i justified continuing to be safe and doing my thing by protecting the people in my home life. But then the people in my home life don't seem to give a fuck at all anyway. They're going out and exposing themselves. They're allowing recent travelers to come to the apartment. So let's say that I was instead worried about that and affecting the people at work because there are people who have children at home. But those people are going to shows and skate parks on a sun. So what the fuck am I doing this for now what why am i doing why am i not going to hawaii myself why am i not going to mexico myself because you know what i have the funds to do it yeah i have the energy and the desire to take a vacation but i have been justifying to myself that i am protecting home from work and work from home but neither work nor home seems to give a fuck all about that at any bit about protecting themselves so why do i feel responsible to protect them Because honestly, statistically, and you keep arguing this, and you're right, statistically, the likelihood of me getting a case now that I'm vaccinated, the chance of me going in the hospital, extremely low. The chance of me dying while vaccinated, unbelievably low. Yeah. So what the fuck am I doing this for? Well, um, I guess on the other side of the conversation we were having about the three types of people who aren't getting vaccinated at this point. Yeah, uh, I do think there's two types of people on the other side of uh, on the on the positive end, on the other end of the spectrum there. Yeah. Uh, uh, number one, I think there's a lot of people who are still trying to do everything they possibly can or are following the rules as according to March of 2020. Uh, not leaving their apartments, only staying in their bubble, not doing, you know, like only only making necessary trips like, you know. I think people Ordering I think Amazon. I think people are are doing uh even even the most cautious under that under that group has expanded slightly to to allow for for certain things that they you know cuz March of 2020 was kind of like a uh I can't do anything under any you know I can't go to the park without my mask wiping you know, like, groceries down Yeah exactly uh, you know store. there there was a lot of things that were happening just because People didn't know what the fuck was going on. Things yeah. are still in flux, which is why I I have always felt 
like I'm going to exceed whatever cautions are are being asked of me just okay. because I feel like it it betters my chances of not even getting covid even if I'm protected by the extra layer of the vaccines and stuff like you know like but again so what's the second group the second group that aren't those people I think the other group is just people who are like delighting in the idea of the world coming to an end and you know oh, like no, and I'm saying, you know, it's. I think people, people in your, there's a lot of those people in your like feeds and stuff like that. Probably because they share similar political ideals and stuff like that. Could be who Black are colors. just who are just you know like any. It's one of those you look on. Uh, you look on Twitter anytime there's a COVID story where it's just like, uh, like look at the the story about the 400 people in the Massachusetts town who got COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way. Uh, follow up on that story. Yes, a lot of people who were vaccinated in a town in Massachusetts got sick, uh, but it actually kind of lined up with the same percentage, the efficacy rate of like it was a big enough town that 400 people was roughly like five or six percent of the town. Yeah, which matches up with like the 95, 96 percent of people who had the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine who got it. And of those 486 people or whatever it was, you know, 95 percent of them <laughs> just had mild symptoms and stayed at home for two weeks and eventually tested negative and moved on with their lives. Uh, you know, it's not that, you know, the, the real horror story would have been if that town wasn't vaccinated, if it was a year earlier and 4,000 people got sick. And of those 4,000 people, you know, several hundred of them were very ill and went to the hospital and, and flooded the, the hospital and stuff like that. There's people I think who, I think there's people who are like sort of like feel more comfortable in the panic of the idea, like that the world is coming to an end, that uh, it's not good for it's not good to get that information all the time. (laughs) Much like it's not good to follow a bunch of people who are like putting up crazy QAnon videos because like at some point, some part of it is going to like fucking burrow through, you know, that doesn't answer the original question. Yeah, I have. People at home who just don't seem to give a fuck, they're right. going to go do what they want to do. And I feel like I'm the idiot wearing a mask at work, the last one wearing a mask at work, uh, because we're all now forcibly vaccinated, must be vaccinated to go to the office. So everyone's vaccinated, even though everyone, forgetting about that, everyone's vaccinated. I'm still wearing a mask at work to protect the people in my home life. Yeah. But the people in my home life just to seem to not give a fuck. People are traveling and coming directly into the home. They're going out and seeing people who are basically out living their lives. They're out living their own lives. Yeah. So if that's the case, and if let's say I was protecting people at work from those people at home, well, the people at work are also going out and living their lives. So why am I this asshole? Why am I the guy who's not going on trips and not doing things I want to do and sacrificing when no one else seems to give a fuck? No, because I, I, I think you're in a similar boat to me where you're going to be more cautious than whatever recommends. No, I absolutely do not care because I understand the probability is I will be fine. I yeah. understand that completely. I do everything that I have done, not just this past month, but for the last 18 months has been what we said from the beginning. I don't care if I die. And when Before we were vaccinated, I don't care if I get sick and die. It would suck. But what would suck more is I'm asymptomatic and I give it to you yeah. and then you suffer and die. Yeah. But if you are going over to your friend's house who goes out to the bar three nights a week or 
you are inviting somebody who has recently traveled on an airplane to multiple airports. What the fuck is the point? Why should I feel bad about that? Why should I stop doing what I'm doing if you don't care? I, I don't I don't think you should feel bad about doing what you want to do. I'm just saying that, like, the, the problem is that, you know, like, because uh, we talked about this before, like, before there was there was mandates and lockdowns and these businesses can't be open because of health sure. and safety measures and blah, blah, blah. And uh, some of that was necessary and some of it wasn't. Uh, it took time to figure out where it was necessary and where it wasn't. Uh, but the important thing is that, you know, people people will do whatever they can. We're going to do whatever they wanted to right up into the line. Like. You don't make the speed limit 40 miles per hour unless you are expecting people to go 40 or 45 miles an hour on that road, you know, like, so I I should stop doing it because if nobody gives a fuck, then why am I the schmuck in the middle lane doing 40 or 35 out of safety sake when everyone's flying past me at 70? I mean, you're, I want to drive 70. I'm already late. I have things I want to do. I am choosing not to for the safety of a bunch of people who don't care about their own safety. I, so- I, I really, I really do think it boils down to your, uh, to everybody's personal belief in and empathy I'm for you, others. That's not the case. I don't care. I would be into loom tomorrow. If I didn't feel a personal responsibility for the people around me, no, I don't I'm, seem to feel the same responsibility for I'm, me I'm, or for themselves. I'm saying in the binary, there's, there's two people, people who only care about whether they get sick and then people who care about whether or not other people get sick. I right. don't, you know, I care more about getting somebody else sick. I would, I would feel so guilty if I was, you know, and it's not my fault per se, but like if I was on set and I, I was exposed to somebody who got sick and then a week mm-hmm. later I finally tested positive. But in that time I had worked on two other sets and exposed myself to, or exposed potentially other people to my, to my virus. Sure. Like I would feel awful for all the people who got it because I got you know like I I wouldn't but feel bad for me as much it. as maybe they were going to Dodgers games and they were going out to fucking hard and oh, who knows what they were also they were doing right but they could also have just needed to go to the post office to get a new passport photo and gotten it there too like there could be four people Why in that the post fuck office they getting a passport photo why no, are they I'm traveling just, I'm if just they saying care that much I'm just saying like there there's a you know you could you could be somewhere for a perfectly reasonable reason in front of very few people and still get uh get sick, you know? Yeah. I, I just I don't I am at the point now where I am I am even saying, what the fuck am I doing? Because if if I am trying to be the bulwark between these two worlds and no one in either of these two worlds seems to give a fuck, then what the fuck am I sacrificing for? Why don't I go to Hawaii? Why don't I go to Tulum? Why can't I go sit by a pool and get drunk for seven days? I'd avoid Hawaii right now, but and I fuck mean. some random dude. I mean, nothing, no reaction. Fuck some random dude. Good Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! No, I know I've gotten too preachy when uh, Corey checks out. It just it upsets me because I, have a... I... go ahead. No, I was just saying. There's a dog. I have There's a, a ba- dog. I have a baby who's who's asking for attention now. So if you want to say something. <laughs> that's his little he makes little grunty sounds okay um but no i i mean it's i am at the end of my rope i don't literally everybody else at work doesn't care literally everybody in my personal life doesn't care 
Not everybody. Most people don't care. And the people who don't care are already exposing at a far greater rate the people who do care. So what does it matter? Why am I doing this? I I do think that uh, the same, you know, if, if I'm taking it from my perspective, I'm trying to, I'm still wearing my mask, even though I don't have to, like in places where I don't necessarily need, you know, walking around outside, I don't need to be wearing my mask. Uh, does the science show that you are way safer outside than you are inside? Yes, absolutely. If I chose to not wear my mask outside all the day, de- all all day, would I be fine? Uh, probably. You know, probably. is there a is there a fifteen percent chance that I'm more likely to get if I walk around without a mask all the time? It might not even be that high, but let's let's just make that a, a random number, right? Mm-hmm. That that fifteen percent is worth it to me. I'd rather just wear the mask. And All right, keep now what's, <laughs> what's the risk percentage of that compared to having someone in your personal space who's traveled through four international airports in the last 72 hours? I, again, I can't, I can't control, I can't control other people. That's, that's right, so why, why my... even care about the former if the latter is out of your control? That's my point. Why worry about the former if the latter is out of your control? Because your risk is unbelievably higher in the latter, and that is just going to continue to happen because those people don't care anymore. So this why been, even worry about the former? This has been a constant throughout my entire life. Like, why, why, why do I care about something that I have no control over? You know, like, it's not like I... People should be glad that we've come up with law, that Hammurabi back in the day came up with a law code because if it was still the law of the jungle, I would murder every single one of you i saw you being stupid in public i'd hit you with a heavy rock cain and abel style old testament justice well thank god thank god we've evolved to society so you don't have to go to that we live in a society come (laughs) on so you know no because apparently we don't apparently we're just a bunch of selfish individuals who live in close proximity to each other that's that's what we are can we uh can we shift dramatically for the last five minutes of the show and just talk some sports ball Can we do a can we do a far can we do a quick right swerve to avoid the rest of that conversation to just get on to some sports ball? No, I just uh, I just want to point out something that you are not aware of, but I have had at least two conversations about how non-confrontational everyone in my personal life is, and this is a perfect example. Go ahead, sports ball. <laughs> We we debate all the time. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to tell can't, you. Can't even no. It's like a, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about it in the abstract, where I don't mention people's names, where I could absolutely mention people's names. I no, I get that. Okay. I I was I was trying to veer right because uh, I could feel a a pending demonetization <laughs> coming with the with the conversations that was as it was going. I just wanted to talking to, about murder. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know. Uh, you put it under the pretenses of like you know like way back when in the day. So let's just uh, let's just keep it there and move on quickly. So the Orioles the 15, suck. thousand <laughs> year old viruses uh, bah, 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 sure bah, bah, that are going to be released. <laughs> and if you have access to a BSL four lab, let me know. I would just unrelated topics, <laughs> viruses that could cause a pandemic that would kill ninety eight percent of humans. I need a lab in which to grow a very dangerous. Do you virus. want to? Uh, what are your what are your, <laughs> What are your general thoughts on uh, 
the Orioles having lost 18 straight games. Is this a... Uh... We may not win a game for the rest of the year. <laughs> My, uh, it's a possibility. The Orioles sent out an email this morning about uh, they're selling an <laughs> NFT. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to buy season tickets next year? We're giving them away. <laughs> buy one, get three free. They were trying to, they were trying to sell an NFT. And uh, you know, there's like <laughs> if you buy the gold one, which of course the bidding starts at seventeen hundred dollars. Uh the you know, there's experiences that you could get, like throw out the first pitch and meet and greet and put players and stuff like that. And I simply responded to the NFT. I mean, bid on the team. Seventeen around the NFT. The team's got to be worth what two, three thousand dollars. Come on. I mean, shit. If it was that, I'd I'd fucking do it right now. (laughs) The Oma money got to be running out. I'm just saying. (laughs) The uh, I, I I'm so beyond confused with this team. Like, I I get that the idea of losing as many games as possible. Is beneficial because you get a higher draft pick and you know like given adley rushman and stuff like that like it seems like having high draft picks is beneficial uh because you get better players for your farm system but as we talked about last week the orioles now have the system. new two farm system in the in the in the whole majors Which, by the way, i'm realizing is a really uh interesting way of saying like these guys have sucked for a while that's how <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, you got you, instead of saying that you say they have a really good farm system yeah uh, they've been putting in the players who aren't playing on the major league level. Now, I also get, you know, like fucking Grayson Rodriguez, our best pitching prospect. Uh, he's still on the younger side. He still hasn't had a lot of experience in, in the minor league balls, and you don't want to rush him sure. to just get Future slaughtered in, <laughs> to get slaughtered in the major right. leagues. Uh, bring him up slow. But at the same time, like, I like the – Players the Orioles let go this past offseason, like Hanser Alberto and Renato Nuez, uh, they didn't, like, do really well elsewhere. So it's not like we lost out on having, like, a valuable piece on the team. But at the same time, it just feels like you're watching a – if you watch, like, a Yankee game or a uh, a Dodger game, right? Like, you know, the Dodgers just picked up Albert Pujols in the middle of the season just because, you know. And it's just Albert Pujols, a future Hall of Famer, just being a – uh, a platoon first baseman, uh, and you know pinch hitter off the bench. Like he's just a bench piece for the for the Dodgers. Uh, you know I, I understand that the Orioles aren't in the place to compete right now, so a player like Albert Pujols doesn't want to sign with them. But at the yeah. same time, like there was something I liked at least about the Oriole years where we were a terrible team and we were losing all the time, but at least it looked like we were making a baseline effort to try. You know what I mean? Like and spoilers, like the Braves are down. We can't win one game <laughs> against a sliding team that we can get out of the playoffs. Do you remember? You remember when, uh, like, the Orioles signed like Javi Lopez and Miguel Tejada, and like there was one other. Uh, uh, who else was? I like they would sign Sosa and stuff like like stupid, oh, listen, stupid I, I get things Cor- that like didn't the help Orioles, win the, the World are, are Series. Like you. I know why you like the team because you like to make investment in players that are late in their career, past their prime, <laughs> and uh, make long term investments. I mean, I you know I, I'm just uh, I I just wish I just wish at the very least they tried a little bit. That that's what it just feels like they're not trying at all right now, and I feel bad for the players because they have to be this laughing stock and like i feel bad for like hyde in a way because like how are you going how are you supposed to look like a good manager if everything you're given is 
players who are not major league players on any other team. You know, like it's not like there's certainly players who I think in the future will be members of a potential Orioles playoff team, like Trey Mancini and Cedric Mullins and John Means. All these players could. I think they are members of a future playoff team. I do not think it's a future Orioles playoff team. I mean, there's always that, too. But I'm saying, like, there's some good players there. But then at the same time, it's just like, you know, name me one other team where DJ Stewart is playing every day. You know, like, it's not, there's no. And, and that's the thing. If you watch the highlights, it's not as if they're not trying. Yeah. It's just they're not a good team. Yeah. And well, it's and, problematic. And more recently, it's not even that they're losing. Like, there have been a couple of games here where I was just like, uh, you know, like I, I wasn't at, you know, West Coast time game starts at four. I wasn't home to turn it on at four. I was out doing things. I had some errands to run. And then so I'm getting home at like five People o'clock in my home life. Do not give a fuck. <laughs> I had to pick up rental stuff for work. <laughs> uh, you know, and I get home at five and I would look at the the score on the MLB app and I'd be like, Oh, we're already losing 12 to nothing yeah, in the fourth inning. Yep. Uh, perhaps I'm just not going to watch the game today. Perhaps, uh, perhaps this just isn't in the cards today. And the number of times where I've like, I've been coming up to being able to watch the Orioles game and just realizing that we're getting slaughtered. And like, what is the point uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum in a way uh, is the Ravens who are getting close to kickoff. I'm getting real excited for football. I don't know about you. Uh, Oh, no. I mean, listen, the world's about to end. So, yeah. Uh, so listen, your your why not win? Circuses, why it. not win the world or why not win the Super Bowl in the last year of Earth? Woo! <laughs> we'll go down in history as the forever NFL champion if that happens. Yes, I'm sure that uh, your <clears throat> your future child born into the apocalypse will <laughs> care so much that the Ravens. I mean, they will. They will because for their first 11 years of life. Dad will talk about nothing except for the fact that. <laughs> well, I mean, I know the world's ended and stuff, and the zombies and the and the, the you know cannibals. I'm gonna I'm gonna won. lift up I'm gonna lift up my hypothetical little girl <laughs> and just be like, Lamar, you should have seen it. It was such a good game today. <laughs> yeah, Corey's just going off the deep end. He perennially li- lives in January or February of 2022. Just like, Dad. I'm 19 years old. <laughs> Stop bouncing me on your knee. <laughs> it, is, it is 2043. We need to move on with life. No, um, you don't understand, kid. It was such a good game. <laughs> Lamar was electric. <laughs> uh, but the Ravens, on the opposite end of the spectrum, in a way, uh, have won 19 straight preseason games, which is uh, one of those records that means nothing because preseason games mean nothing. But at the same time, at the same time, much like uh, much like the Orioles 18 straight is just demoralizing. Like I expect them to be a bad team who loses games, but just not 18 straight like blowouts. Like that's basically I have very low expectations for this team. The Ravens. I don't expect them to win every single preseason game, but hey, it's nice. Like, (laughs) what am I supposed to say? It's just nice. Uh, And it's nice because uh, the Ravens seem to have a very deep team with good players who are like second and third string down the line. So we're winning these games because we have really good players going. Our backups are better than their backups, which is most of who plays these games. Our furniture movers are better than their furniture movers. Well, And, you know, like even, you know, even in places where, you know, you're not going to uh, 
get a so there's another you know Justin Tucker is our kicker there's no unless <laughs> something happens to Justin Tucker as long as he's healthy and available he will be the kicker up until the time where covid up until the time where he's like you know fucking 50 and he decides to hang him up <laughs> i assume he's just to become gonna go, an opera singer full time he's just going to go he's going to go like the uh uh fucking what was the uh kicker from the patriots and the the colts who played Scott, forever Scott Skowski? no um, <laughs> no no uh, old. i can't remember anyway uh the Tucker, guy who was like 45 and still yeah, kicking yeah still kicking Morton anderson how about that one yeah there <laughs> it's you an go. old classic yeah. Uh, Justin Tucker is the new Morton Anderson. Uh, I think that, I think that, you know, you're not going to replace Justin Tucker, but you're going to have another kicker on the, on the team for a little while because you want to see how somebody does, maybe put them on the practice squad or, you know, if something went horribly awry, like if Justin Tucker, uh, hurt his ankle and was going to miss a couple weeks, like maybe you could pick this guy up. Also, uh, just to push Tucker, like, no, listen, everybody fights for their job here, you know, well, or yeah, you just kicked a 67 year old field yard field goal, but that doesn't matter. Or the other thing is the, uh, you know, like we, uh, specifically with the, with the other kicker on the team right now, there's a chance that we could trade him for a late draft pick. That's just free right. money. Why would you yep. turn that down? Like, you know, that's free, free real estate. Take it. And I mean, I think that's the other thing too, is that like the saying our furniture movers are better than yours isn't fair because there are some guys in our fourth line that might end up on a third or second line on another team. Oh yeah. And you just end up trading those guys for, you know, cash or uh, a six a round, round draft pick, pick. Yeah. And free money. We <laughs> just picked up a furniture mover who we're going to make an NFL player. And you're not good enough. Cause we have three guys who are better in front of you, but you're going to be for, great on for the, the purposes of training camp. We needed 80 people. Yeah. Like, yeah. so <laughs> we need to have a hundred people on this roster so that we can, have even teams of people like working out their skills and yeah a lot of you aren't going to make this team and yeah a lot of the positions are already kind of sewn up at this point but uh i i I just uh i'm looking forward to this raven season i think there has been i'm I'm just gonna say this now We'll, we'll save the the like official ravens preview for at some point but i think there has been a fucking insurmountable amount of slander on lamar jackson's name and i'm really looking forward to He's one of those oh, slightly. I know. People. I hate that. I it's the one thing I really don't like about Lamar right now is the like, the like will he won't he of the vaccine after getting COVID twice. I'm just like, please. please I already had of, it twice. How many times can I have it? Please, for the love of God, just get the vaccine. I don't need this right now. Like, so here's my question though: Are you going? Are you willing to go put a hundred bucks on the Ravens for the Super Bowl at this point? I mean, yeah. What are the odds? Are they are are they any good? I don't think that everybody a- in my life does not give a fuck. They just want to go on vacation to <laughs> Vegas and hang out. Here I am being a schmuck. That is just a long setup to get you to say you would want to go to Vegas. Well, I mean, like I can I can do this without a. Uh, uh, what you're gonna put a sports bet down in California? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying I can I can. Uh, I can drive into Vegas at uh, 6 a.m. on a Monday yeah. or on a Tuesday. You, you to, I can just go. Walk, my man. I can just go, go right into go right into the sports book and then right out and then go back to California and I don't have to expose myself. Yeah, I was you listening can go down to the Mohawk Casino, man. That's not California. That's federal <laughs> land. It's an independent nation. They can have their own laws. By the way, uh, just in case you're wondering, though, it looks like the. Super Bowl odds, according to DraftKings, is plus fourteen hundred for the Ravens. 
Well, that's because uh, there's a, a plus 400 chance that Lamar gets COVID twice or more during the season. There so, are, I mean, there are no good. That is not a good. That's not a good line. What the plus 1400? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Because our quarterback, our star quarterback is going to go down for nine weeks with COVID twice. So, I mean, like, you know, realistically, it seems like the the Chiefs and the Buccaneers are still the heavy favorites to go back. Uh, nobody really repeats that wait, often wait. anymore. So wait, a hundred dollars pays fourteen. So fourteen thousand one hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah the, 14, uh, one one hundred gets you fourteen hundred. I mean fifteen hundred with your money back no, no, no. too. Fourteen hundred to one, right? So one hundred gets you fourteen thousand. No, it's plus 14, fourteen. 000. Oh, I thought you said fourteen hundred to one. My fault. No. Okay, sorry. Plus fourteen hundred. So you got to bet a hundred bucks to get yes. that rate. Yeah. Um. But you know the Ravens are listed five here, so it's Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Rams, Ravens. Forty. Uh, if anyone from the state is watching, clearly I don't use a sports book. Somebody on this podcast does. I'm just on VegasInsider.com. It's a perfectly legal website in this. The, you're you're for I'm entertainment those... purpose, for entertainment purposes only. It's a great state. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you wanted to click on something like you were going to make a bet, it's going to ask you what state you live in. And my state isn't on there. So I have to drive to Vegas like a schlub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with... Again, or, or drive down to the Mohawk Casino and just do it there. Pretty sure they have a sport. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what? 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 What is that? Really? Yeah. That's uh, Fear and Lonely in Las Vegas. God. Oh. You of all people, breeder, are not allowed to quote Hunter S. Tompkins. Tom- I was the one Thompson. who recognized what I was saying. <laughs> I know, but also you're a breeder. You're not allowed to quote him. I love Hunter S. Tompkins. Don't. You I- live a life opposite of him, and I live a life he would be envious of. So do not for <laughs> one second. <laughs> I'm going to go sit in my apartment in the dark and play COD for the next seven days. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Yeah, because it's the Hunter S. Thompson way. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sit here in my room sober and play Call of Duty, just like Hunter S. Thompson would do. Very, very much what he would do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that was sports ball. I, you might not have been done. I'm just cutting. No, you no, it's fine. We're at 125. So. Yeah. Uh, well, would you look at that? Oh, the anthem.com, court of the anthem.com, or the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443 219 7595. What's that number again? 443 219 7595. And you can find more of me at my website, courtbakerfilmmaker.com, facebook.com forward slash courtbakerfilm, and at legendsb 5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, what about YouTube? Tune in. <laughs> tune in tomorrow <laughs> uh, on social media platforms of all kinds for fine baby related content. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I will be revealing a gender. So, uh, YouTube related content. Uh, as far as YouTube is concerned, I have a uh, great idea for a new video. So, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about that. And then uh, hopefully I get to film it here soon. And then I'll put it up. And uh, then I probably won't have time to do anything because of the baby all the time. So, let's let's see. I was going to say, you got to get a lot of content done in the next. I'm going to have to batch. Uh, I'm going to have to batch 18 years of content. <laughs> so it's going to I was going to say it's going to be a you busy. Got, <laughs> you just found out she was pregnant, so you got a solid 7 months to bank 
18 years of content. So, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no, wait. What's 20? What's 20 weeks? How much is 20 weeks? That's not seven months. No, uh, no. Ooh, much less, much less time. <laughs> Don't feel the pressure. By the way, also, I was fully prepared to make that transition. And then you did nothing of the usual setup at all. Just straight to like, here's what I am. Uh, so yeah. thank you. Oh, it's that. okay. I'm sorry. I, I just, uh, I felt the pressure of let's get out of here. So I, I decided. Everyone to... in my life is just doing what they want. <laughs> anyway, you can find more of me. <laughs> more of this fine content. Um, I'm just going to start turning into a grumpy old man who screams at uh, video cameras. I think that that is going to be my niche. Uh, so you can find that on YouTube and on uh, all your social media at Robert and Cheek. Uh, YouTube, Rob Cheek. Uh, and Robert and Sheik, by the way, robertandcheek.com, where you can find uh, links to all the stuff I'm doing. You can also find me on twitch.tv forward slash Robert and Cheek, where I am uh, streaming my Call of Duty. Just like and, Hunter uh, S. Thompson okay. would do. Just like Hunter S. Thompson would do. And um, uh, I got nothing else going on. That's it, uh, because I'm being responsible and staying uh, at home. Although, I'm, like I said, I'm at the point of fuck it. So um, either I'm going to be booking that trip to Lhasa so I can go up on the Tibetan glacier and get one of those viruses and just start my career of super villainy. Or I'm going to go to Tulum and find some TikTok hoes by a pool <laughs> and stay tuned for that content too. Either way, it's probably going to be interesting. Yeah. So, well, I think we've done good here today. <laughs> and what I'm excited about is that, like 16 or 17 years from now just say the can second show your just say we the can second show part. your child the episode where you were like announcing that that you were pregnant and this is that episode. <laughs> <laughs> thank god when did you tell the world about me daddy i got an episode for you I'm um, i've been waiting for you to ask sweetie uh let me let you listen to something <laughs> And then afterwards, she's just like, you haven't changed in 17 years. I'm like, you're damn right. <laughs> I'm still... Just as grumpy, just as ornery. At that We've point, done something. At that point, Rob's doing. bald with a fucking hairless cat. First of all, you've seen my father. The chance of me going bald, <laughs> very slim. You do it on your own to get the Dr. Evil aesthetic. Okay, maybe, yes. <laughs> um, although, maybe I'll go for a number two aesthetic. Uh because like Robert Wagner, I'll eventually throw a woman in the ocean. Um, <laughs> God. We've done something. I don't. Know <laughs> yeah, say. clearly we haven't done something good. <laughs> but it's always. I watched the thing about Natalie Wood, and it's fresh on my mind. And it was like number two. Oh wait, Robert Wagner. Oh wait, yeah, he killed his wife. I mean, allegedly may have been involved. Pursuing <laughs> <in> <laughs> purposes. <laughs> but as always, you're listening to the idiot the podcast. Yeah, that's going to help us at this moment. <laughs> For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Black pill yourself. The world's over. Who cares? None of this even matters. We're going to have to save this on digital cassette so Corey's child can listen to it in 17 years. <laughs> and the I Am Legend version of American history to follow. I'm going to save an iPod with only one hour worth of listening. <laughs> it's this one. For 17 years. It's just be like, I've been waiting for this moment. Here, put your headphones on. It's going to be great, kiddo. I knew you were crazy, but always? That's embarrassing. <laughs>